Hey everybody, Tony Giuliano, host of the No Code Podcast. My guest this week for Season 1, Episode 6 was Sean Hand. Sean is a multifaceted guy. He's Director of Business Development for KPMG in Philadelphia. He runs the Awkward Networker platform, which is a podcast, website, social media platform, and he also does some speaking engagements. He also co-leads the Furlough Network. And the big news for Sean is that he's got a book out on November 15th called That Was Awkward, Seven Secrets of an Awkward Networker. Sean and I had a great conversation. We talked about funny stories, podcasting, getting out of your comfort zone, and what you can do to win 2020 so that you can come out of the lockdown strong next year. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, it's an honor to have Sean Hand as season one, episode six. I feel like I've been doing this for three years six. on the episode six. You're up to six already. Right? No you sent me the podcast. first one. You sent me the first one like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I do. I do. I do one a week. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like uh, we're, you're, we're you're doing that already, huh? Yeah, you're we're podcasting. You have like ten total. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do uh, ten this year. I'm going to do 52 next year. Dude, I thought we were here to talk about like how great I am and stuff. I thought that's why you have me on here. We're exactly no, we 50 seconds in. You tell me I haven't done enough. You're unbelievable, man. Like I need this in my life. Oh, man. You <laughs> and know, you're right. You're right. I'll get to that later. But yeah, like it's one of those things that I'm just like, I was so, so pumped about. And then <clears throat> at the time, just the, how much work went into it and then other priorities took over. And literally I had to like, just get it out of my mind because the fact that I wasn't keeping up with it was just killing me. It was making me feel like I wasn't doing enough. I was like, you know what? Put it on hold. And it's been like almost, I don't know, it's been almost two years. Since yeah. I went since back I, actually, since I picked up the mic. <laughs> I went back this week and I, I listened to a couple of them, uh, at least pieces of a couple of them from a couple of years ago, just to tr- kind of benchmark myself against my inspiration for the no code podcast, because, uh, you know, your Awkward Networker podcast, when I saw you came out with that a couple of years ago, I was like, wow, this is a really cool thing. You know, this is a great medium. It's a great way to kind of get other people's names out there and also, you know, showcase yourself to some extent, too, on on what it is you do in your life and, and career. So um, yeah. all okay. joking aside, I, I, I definitely, uh, you know, looked up to you in that regard and, and said, you know, you know, why shouldn't I give it a try? I mean, everybody has a podcast nowadays anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad I inspired it. you and, uh, and, and that you looked up to me. Now, clearly, you're looking down at me. That's, that's <laughs> been established. But yeah, uh, until then, I'm glad I was your inspiration. No, man, yeah. it's, uh, it was cool. You know what? Back to that, that thing you said, though, about like it, it helping you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And you've probably already done this a half dozen times. As soon as you tell people, like you just mentioned your podcast, like, oh, yeah, I was actually, I was interviewing somebody on my podcast that had like some really great advice there. As soon as you say something like that, you just drop that little thing. Nobody will let the, the conversation continue until they find out about your podcast. It's exactly. one of those little like intrigue things that can easily put the, 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 the showcase, the, the light back on you if you feel like you haven't you know, spoken up enough or, you know, no, no one's talking to you or whatever. You should be like, yeah, I have a podcast. I'll get the hell out of it. What's it about? Ah, it's cool. It's this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, you mentioned before the podcast and how it sort of dropped off, but it is for good reason. You do a lot of stuff, man. I mean, I, I think of all the people I know in my network, you might be the busiest guy. You have 
a really demanding job at KPMG, director of business development. You've climbed the ladder there over the years, which which is where I started my career. So I'm always uh, always fun to see a guy moving up in the ranks of KPMG. You know. um, but then you 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 know you launch this platform, Awkward Networker, which is you know, why don't you tell the audience what it is? I, I, you could probably do a better job describing it than I can. But yeah, I'll try. So, Awkward Networker is, um, it's a website, a podcast, and not not clearly all that updated. Um, and it's my really my repository for all of the lessons that I learned networking, uh, whether it's at a ballroom or a double date with a new coworker or a new boss or walking into uh, a boardroom. And, you know, feeling like you have to walk out of that boardroom, having impressed some people. So for me, Awkward Networker, the way I describe networking is anytime you find yourself in a room with one or more people that you don't intimately know, and you're tasked with creating and sustaining organic conversation with those people. And when I, when I define it like that, anytime I'm presenting, I say, you know, put yourself in that moment, appreciate that definition for a second did I not just describe one of, my, one of the most awkward situations I could ever put you in, right? Because it is, right. it's inherently and naturally awkward. And so what I believe is having been, been out, um, um, you know, pre-COVID, I was at five or six networking events a week out all the time, as I know you are and, and Matt is and probably others on your, on your podcast. So I'm out all the time learning. Every time I said something that I was like, ooh, I didn't like the way that landed with this particular audience, I'd make a note of it. So I took all of those tips and techniques and now I provide them to my audience um, and, um, and, and anyone that comes to Awkward Networker, you know, any of my presentations that I do, it's really helped them cut down and reduce the overall quantity and severity of awkward situations that naturally lie beneath the surface in networking. And because what I find there is if you reduce the quantity of these situations, you ultimately increase your overall comfort while you're out there networking and meeting new people. And if you increase the comfort, that ultimately increases your confidence. And being a confident networker is what I think all of us really strive to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and no matter how much experience you have in meeting people or networking or, or what your friend group is like, um, you know, when you show up at an event, um, say, you know, it, it might be an industry event. It might be uh, something else you're invited to, but when you show up and you don't know anybody, I mean, that's awkward for anyone, or maybe you only know a couple people. And the goal is for you to go to mingle and meet new people going in cold for anybody is, is really hard. Yeah. And it can be very embarrassing. It can be very uh, daunting mm -hmm. to walk into a room where there's a hundred people or whatever, and you have to go up and, and start conversations yeah. because chances are no one's going to like invite you over to talk. If you're just kind of lingering around the room. I mean, it's, it's a challenging situation. I, I find myself somebody that I consider myself a really good conversationalist and I'm happy to go to lunch with anybody, meet anybody, hang out with friends, family. But when I walk into a room by myself and, and I don't know, but maybe four or five people amongst a hundred, I'm kind of immediately looking for that person I know to help facilitate introductions for me because right. I'm, I'm not good going in cold. Or your safety yeah. blanket, right? The, that, that person you yeah. kind of just hang with and you can tag team. The, uh, yeah, I mean, you've just described an entire chapter in a only seven chapter, seven section uh, book that's coming out soon. I know we'll get to. But when I wrote this whole chapter, I, had, I literally set that exact scene. You know, it, it's 
the idea that you, you're about to go to some event, a luncheon or something, you know, they added EON after lunch. So, you know, there's going to be some forced networking and uh, it's some awkward situations. And then you're like, oh, we're going to meet a coworker though. You know, me and my buddy are going together. And then, you know, she texts a half hour before and says, unfortunately, she has client deadlines so she can't go with you. So now you're definitely solo, even though you see on, on uh, Instagram an hour later that she's having brunch with her boyfriend, whatever. I'm over it, Janet. <laughs> I won't mention it again. <laughs> and so you get there, you're by yourself. You thought you would have someone else to go with you. And, you know, you walk in, it's like 75% occupied. Everyone's milling about know for maybe another 20 minutes before they sit down for the luncheon you put on your little sticky lapel sticky badge that immediately falls off your lapel or whatever else whatever right. device you're supposed to be putting on yourself to say what your name is the, the lanyard the lanyards, are, the lanyards are popular whatever yeah. whatever awkward <laughs> device they make you append to your body as if you're incapable of saying your name all of that's right. going on <laughs> and then it's just like all right let's meet some people like let's do it let's crush it and it's just Nobody that I know really is that comfortable in those situations. And so that whole right. chapter is like my guide. It's how I walk everybody through what to do next. What is your game plan? How do you, how can you sustain, create and sustain organic conversation for the next say half hour? Yeah. You know, and, and, and let's jump right into it because I do want to talk about the book, um, which, you know, you gave me the honor of peer reviewing back in February um, the book is called, well, that was awkward. And there's a subtitle too. What's the subtitle? Seven secrets of an awkward networker. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that was awkward. Seven secrets of an awkward networker. It's out November 15th for anybody that's going to listen to this. I've actually, uh, I've actually I, struck the well. So it's now, it's just, that was awkward. That was part of, part of the peer review process. <laughs> you weren't the only one, Juliana, you got some great yeah, yeah, some great tips in there, but a couple of people came back and were okay, like, okay. almost like, um, what was his name? Uh, Sean Parker in the uh, social network. Remember that? Oh, it, the it, Facebook yeah, first, yeah. Who's the thought? Like that was, that's what I was getting. It was like, who's the well? Okay. So it's, that, that was, was awkward. awkward. Seven secrets of an awkward network. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, I, I want you to talk about what the book is about, but, but first I think I want to ask you, you know, what was that commitment like to sit down and write that? Because I'm, I'm impressed by somebody that can just finish a book. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it can be terrible, which it's not. It's very good. <laughs> but just that you had the dedication to sit down and write pages until, you know, hundreds were, were formed and you had a complete product. So what was that process like? What did you think about it going in versus how you felt about it at the end and, and just you know, the nitty gritty of getting down to doing it. This is like the first time I'm actually digesting this, honestly. Like this is the first time someone <laughs> asked me this and like go through the process now that I'm at the end. Usually I was in the middle of the process right. and I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm, I'm so confused. Like, <laughs> I don't know. but now I can actually- <laughs> Leave yeah, me alone, I'm busy. <laughs> exactly, I'm learning. But now I can actually like, I, I'm like, oh, I guess it's done. I, I did have a process there. Um, so the first thing was, I think it started probably like three years ago three, maybe three and a half years ago, this idea. And it came about just as most, most of us aspiring book writers, somebody says, you should write a book, you know? And you're like, yeah, you're right. right. Dude. Like I have so much wisdom <laughs> and uh, it's all up in my head. And I like, watch it doing up there, put it on some paper and start like to do sell a million copies, retire, do whatever, do whatever you want to do. Like all these ideas roll around my head. I'm like, this is awesome. And then I sit on my yeah. bed again, this is still years ago. And I opened up my laptop yeah. and I was like, all right, man, let it 
let it, like, let it go. <laughs> right. Let's start right. writing, like, <laughs> knocking these chapters out. And it was so daunting. I just gave up. I was like, forget this. I'm, I have no idea why I thought this was a good idea. A couple months later, someone had this idea. Well, why don't you just start a blog? And that way you could just put out like ideas and your tips and keep them concise. Right. And then you don't have to worry about the book, you know? And so that's how awkwardnetworker.com was actually started as a blog, as me trying to download some of these tips and techniques in bite-sized formats. And so that's what, the, and if you told Northeast Philly, Sean Hand, that he was going to one day create a blog, I would have been like, dude, there's absolutely no, <laughs> there's no way to kick that kid. Uh, no, there's no way. There's no way. Um, but, and I waited. And so the blog started and I just waited for the social media trolls, probably like you were with the podcast. Like, all right, bring it on. Everybody talk about, you know, it's a dumb idea. Like whatever. Like I'm just so conditioned to like right. wait for just naysaying people. And, and they like, they didn't come. Like I was waiting for it. They didn't come. Everybody was so right. cool. And they were so like, like you said, with your five coworkers, like, yo, what can I be on it? Like, Hey, I just, I shared that with so-and-so like, do you have any tips on? And I was like, Oh, cool. So it started to grow. And then as the blog continued to grow and I continued to put out consistent content, that's when probably like a year and a half later, I was like, Oh man, look at all of these words I wrote. So all these words I was hoping right. to write when I sat down and, and I was just looking at that blinking cursor on a blank word document. I was like, man, I wrote a bunch of words over the last year and a half in very small sizes. So I brought all that together and I downloaded and just dumped it onto a word. And I'm like, what do I have here? Yeah. And between that and the presentations that I had started doing, because I started to do a lot more presentations and workshopping. Um, and, and, and that helped me create all kinds of like nice, better, richer tips that are going to connect with different demographics and, and larger demographics and that kind of thing. So between those two things, right. I would go to the Starbucks every Sunday morning at you know 7 a.m., 8 a.m., um, and I would just sit there until the birds game at 1 in the winter. <laughs> Besides that, I would probably sit till you know 12 or 1 and just work on the book. And I just did that every Sunday. And then I would come home and, you know, of course, start pitching in around the house and doing whatever, you know, <laughs> hopefully relieving my wife because right. she was alone with the kids for four hours on a weekend. Um, and it's, I was gonna say, like, she must have really, really loved your your Sundays when you'd go disappear all morning, and then yeah, the game. I'm sure she was not. Really, really productive <laughs> session. Really productive session. And I just sit in the couch. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's really oh like king of queens situation going there. Yeah, but that's yeah, that, that's yeah. it. So like that was kind of the process, and then. Um, and yeah, there's a reason my wife's in the dedication. It's like, thanks for letting me <laughs> sneak away. Just proving to you, I wasn't just going to the bar and pre-gaming or anything. I was actually writing a book. Um, the, uh, the other thing that I didn't realize either is I don't, I, I, in this book, it's super concise and it's seven secrets broken up into seven sections. The seven key things right. all networking people need to know and are probably asking themselves like right now. So all of that's right. in there. But then like, I'm looking at other books that are out, other books that are popular and I won't name the names, but like a lot of them, like you, I'm not a really, I'm not really a fast reader at all. So I'm looking at these other books I have, I'm going, yeah, I remember hating these books because after the 10th case study of resiliency, I'm like, yeah. I get it, man. Like, well, here's another person I was researching. It's like, <laughs> let me guess, the person was resilient. I get it. 
And so I'm like, I don't want. <laughs> they had yeah. obstacles that they defeated. <laughs> Adversity was conquered. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I read the abstract. I get it. But I had to read these 25 case studies because this person spent three years, seven years, 10 years doing research. And why, why do research if you're not going to put it in a book? I was like, well, 28% of right. the people, the respondents. And so I'm like, I don't want my book to be that. And so it's 120 pages. Sure. You read it, right? What did it take you? Two and a half hours? I three did. hours? It took me, I did like three sittings at like, you know, 30 minutes a pop, 45 minutes yeah. a pop type thing. And, and yeah, and, and, and really, I think I wrote it in my notes to you that the way I would position it is like, if you're a commuter on a train, uh, which obviously right now is not the greatest time for that, but um, you know, in, in regular times, a couple train trips, you're going to be done it. You're going to like really learn a lot and you're going to, you know, it, it's easy to digest, but it's not, you know, overly simplistic. There's intelligence behind it and there's, there's real lessons in there, but it is really very easily accessible. I mean, it, it, and I think that's great, especially for the business community, because I mean, man, to your point, we don't have time to drone on in, in 25 chapters of, of saying a lot of the same right. thing over and right. over again. Exactly. You know? And that's, well, and the, my publisher that that's helped me through this process, I, I, he's, I was a little, you know, it was, it was a trepidation. I was like, I, I, I don't know if this is okay. Like, should I start adding case studies and doing research? He was like, no. He's like, if this was 10 years ago, I would have told you, yeah, you have to. The reason being is right. You, you, the spine of your book has to be thick enough so that people could see the title as they're walking through a bookstore. He's like, that is probably 90% of the reason right. why all of these books are so large. Now, like to your point, People don't have a lot of time. They want digestible, really easy things. I can put it down in like 15 minutes and get like a couple of really nice tips. That's, you know, and, and move on. Right. Um, so he was like, this is kind of a good time to be doing it because like there are no bookstores. Everything's online. So you don't need that whole spine. You know, you, you need 300, 400 pages routine. It's like, it's just not necessary anymore. So I was like, all right, I hope I'm. Right. I hope I'm uh, buying low on this concept then by keeping it super concise <laughs> and just like direct to the point, a couple of fun anecdotes or two as to how I learned this lesson the hard way. And then that's it. You know, keep moving. Yeah. It, it's, it's relatable. And I assume you can tell me if, if I'm wrong, but it's almost all real. It's stories, all, if not yeah, it's all real stories. All it, right? It's all, it's, well, that's the thing too. Yeah. It's like, it's funny when I'm, you know, figure out in Amazon, like where it's going to, um, you know, what the keywords are going to be to get there or whatever. Um, and I'm like, right. it's almost close to memoirs. Like it's, <laughs> cause it's, it, it is a lot of value yeah. because it's like, I did this the wrong way. Here's an example. And they're all real examples and they all, right. trust me, they're, they all, they're all painful to go over. <laughs> I love stuff like that, you know, because it's, it's like, if I know the person actually experienced that, then to me, it's, it's not just right. hypothetical, you know, it's, it's a real life situation. I know they went through it. I can learn from it and also get some, some humor out of it too, because I mean, it's, it's written by the awkward networker. A lot of this stuff is funny and <laughs> painful and <laughs> semi, you know, cringeworthy stuff, but you get a laugh out of it because you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we're all, we're all human beings that are totally exactly. stuff like That's this, exactly it. You know? And you, you could have, nope. you could have written the back, back uh title for me because that, that that's it and you totally had it that's exactly right just it's, it's a, not too late it's not too late if you need me to write something up i'll, I'll call the public the awkward network has this powerful little book even though he hasn't 
podcast in two years. He's really, really intelligent. <laughs> I'd be like, I got to be honest with you. Not super impressed by him, but he's a good guy. And most listen to these testimonials. <laughs> he's not a close friend, Matt Blank. <laughs> I've mentioned him a couple times. Not impressed by his lack of uh, on podcast. <laughs> Tony Giuliano. <laughs> now I got I got to ask you this though. I got to ask you this. You know, me and Matt were having lunch uh, a few months back prior yeah. to all this nonsense, and um, we were at the Oyster House in Philadelphia, and um, there was an older gentleman yes uh, oh next God. to us, and and if, you know, listeners out there are familiar with the Oyster House. It is a wide open, you know, open seating bar. It's all right. one thing. It's all one room, essentially. Even the kitchen, I think, is like half open. And when it gets busy, which it normally is, it, it is extremely loud in there. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an open room. That's how, that's how it is in center city, Philadelphia. So we're having lunch in there. And um, <laughs> me, Sean, and Matt are, are yucking it up a little bit, telling stories, joking around. And the older gentleman next to us at the table next door actually interjected and, and asked us asked us to <laughs> to shut up <laughs> and keep and keep our conversation mm-hmm. down to because we were world. annoying him. That, and, that was it. We were annoying him. Yeah. <laughs> it was the strangest thing and the loudest. Right there. I don't even There's think no way. Heard what we there were, were saying, PG but, stories. Um, it wasn't like anything yeah. inappropriate. We weren't doing anything like that. We were like I, we I. I didn't see us there. The whole thing just made no sense. I'm like, dude, it's not like there's an open restaurant and we decided to sit here and rehash stories in the last six months. Last time we saw each other, we're like, we're just three people hanging out. Oh, you guys. Oh, you're too loud. Yeah. Oh, keep it up. I'm like, dude, eat your soup. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was more than one time. He was the worst guy ever. But the question is, did you get his address and are you trying to copy the book? <laughs> <laughs> I would love. I wish. I wish we would. No, um, if I had his address, I would just go uh, to his front yard, and I would just read it aloud from start (laughs) to finish. I think that's what I would do. Chapter one. The microphone behind you. Yeah. Networking is awkward, and that's okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yeah, that guy. You get the oyster house. You never know. But uh, I hope he. I hope he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish him the best. But. uh, but those kind of Classic. situations are funny too. That's not a networking story. I mean, it kind of we we know each other too well for that to be. But like, if I didn't know you guys that well, or I was meeting you for the first time, and I'm like worried about how I'm presenting myself, and then I got some dude constantly yelling at me that I'm being too loud. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why do you want me to talk? <laughs> oh my god! I remember too. My my yeah. this isn't in the yeah, book, but a, when I was interviewing at KPMG, I interviewed. And I then I had to have like a team interview and I was in co- I was in college. I was junior. Um, I know it was maybe beginning of senior year. It was like the last you know thing. And they said, meet mm-hmm. at Con Murphy's. Right. Like the whole team is going to be there. Meet at Con Murphy's or, or, or um, uh, no, uh, Tiernanog. I said, oh, OK. Oh, OK. Was, Great. Okay. And yeah. he, here's the time. Classic, classic, spot. classic KPMG, KPMG spot. spot. I said, OK, cool. So I go. Yeah. I got yeah. there. 40 minutes early because I was just the way the trains were running or whatever. I was, you know, coming from college. Lucky I was wearing a tie. So I was like, just get there 40 minutes early. Right. I sat at the bar. I told the hostess and then, you know, I'm here for his KPMG. And I gave her a couple of the names from the people that were on the email. I said, if any of them come in, can you just grab me? I'm right here at the bar. 
having a water. And I just sat there for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, 55 minutes, 60 minutes. I keep going back to the hostess. I'm like, Hey, KPMG. Uh, and I said, name the names. I'm like, do they, they didn't, they're not common. I'm like freaking out. You know, I'm like, I'm, and I didn't have like a smartphone. So I didn't have the email like with me. So I was like, oh, um, like, right. I'm pretty sure it said today. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm calling my girlfriend to see if she can look it up. Whole nine. And then finally it was probably, I think uh, the way this, they tell the story, I was 45 minutes late. By the time the other hostess comes over and she goes, oh no, KPMG and says the person's name. And she goes, oh, I thought you were talking about something else. I was like, what? Like, what else are we talking about? It's four letters. How did that confuse about? you? I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? She's oh, like, oh, they're over gosh. here. They've been here for like 45 minutes. And it walks me over, sits me down. Oh, they're all gosh. done eating. I was like, guys, I was right there. I swear I was right there the whole time. And I don't even think, I don't know if we had LinkedIn then or anything. Long story oh. short, I had to sit there and be interviewed by seven people while they made me order and eat lunch in 15 minutes. <laughs> Dude, it was oh brutal. Gosh. I mean, a semicircle, <laughs> rapid fire question. Wow. What do you say was your biggest weakness? Well, yeah. what about a strength? And I have like uh, a Caesar salad in my mouth. I'm like, oh, God. So, oh, so it started. That is too funny, man. <laughs> that, that, you know what? That actually could be a book, Awkward oh, Interviews. Be great. Because, and, and whether, whether you're writing it from <laughs> an interviewee or an interviewer <laughs> perspective, We've all had some pretty crazy stories in that realm. I mean, I can remember I had an interview. This was before I joined, I think, Liberty Property Trust. So this is probably about 2007. Out in Exton with a company I can't even remember. I got so lost. And this is before, like, you know, I didn't have a navigation system in my car. I didn't have a smartphone that could really do. I, I had printed yes. out MapQuest directions. And I got beyond lost. And I was, I was 45 minutes late. I kept calling. I called them to tell them I was going to be late. Like, but when I got there, I could just tell, I saw the look on the person's face. I'm like, <laughs> I might as well turn around and walk out right now. Cause there's no way, yep. no way. Um, I would say my there. biggest strengths are uh, and, punctuality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was the worst mood in the room and I was with two people and they both, I could tell hated me immediately. Like just could not, you know, could not be less interested <laughs> in me as a candidate. <laughs> but I actually, I had an interesting one at KPMG too. So when I was, um, uh, my junior year at Villanova is when I did the internship program. And I got the job with KPMG and International Executive Services, which I think you guys still have, which is the uh, mm -hmm. international tax planning group, um, individual taxes for companies that employ foreign nationals and expats. And I went through the, uh, there's an on-campus interview process at Villanova and I interviewed with five firms and I didn't get one offer. I, and everyone, like everyone did. And I couldn't really figure it out. But then I remembered like, I was sick with a bad cold that week. And I probably looked like garbage. I probably sounded like garbage. And I don't know why it's like maybe that back then you're trying to be macho. You don't want to be vulnerable. I'm not sure I even told anyone I was sick. Not sick. You know? So I, I, no, yeah, I'm, I'm still fine. I'm, I'm fine. No, I'm, Dude, I'm, I've always I'm been robust. green. Ask, ask anyone. I've always I'm been killer. Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always, yeah, I'm, I'm a little pale, but you know, that's my skin complexion. Dude, it's a sweet it's diet. white I'm, as a ghost. I'm, I'm dieting. But, um, 
<laughs> so I just felt terrible. I got no offers, but then I, th- there's still some, you know, follow up with the people that ran the program. They're like, no, no, we got to get you in somewhere. So <clears throat> they found me the KPMG thing, but that was a few weeks later after I got ankle surgery, I had a torn ligament on my ankle. I need to get repaired. So I went to that one and I was crutching around on crutches and probably half messed up on <laughs> prescription pain pills because <laughs> I was, you know, it was a bad surgery. It was like, it, I was in a lot of pain for like a solid month afterwards. And, uh, and, and they kept saying like, after I got hired that they remembered me cause I was the guy. Hey, the there you go. And <clears throat> I think it was like yeah. that distinguishing factor of like, cause they had to like, I got there and they God. had to like help. All me your young back. listeners <laughs> are going to start showing All up these their interviews for and crutches. I feel like I'd be like, dude, you like, what are you doing? No, that's what TJ said. He said, uh, you know, stand out. Yeah. Kids out there, don't, don't pull a George. With the cane and play now. That with play now. And, and yeah, you're with the cane and, and also the, uh, the motorized scooter. Bad idea. Not a good no, idea in this, in this climate no, that we live no, in to, uh, to play on that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, but I, I, I got it. And then, and then actually I'll throw this one in too. Um, they invited me uh, to the annual like KPMG Philadelphia uh, holiday party. And the invitation, I guess I missed it. I, I didn't really understand what the attire was. And it said like dress oh, festive. And I, I had a red, a red right. sweater on. And I walked in the room and every single <laughs> male attendee had a suit on <laughs> and I, I walked in with a red sweater <laughs> and like khakis and I, I went with a, a girl I was like kind of dating not really at the time at, at Villanova and that's bad I felt so uncomfortable I sat down I like ate some food and I left like we, we left after like half an hour I'm like I don't even want to see the people that hired me because they're gonna think oh yeah yeah weird and that's now. the thing it's like I, I did something similar <laughs> and I got so mad and I'm like look at what it's the attire says festive like what and they're like yeah but we don't mean that i'm like well yeah, why yeah. did you say that it's right. not like a normal term <laughs> yeah, and we're yeah. Like a red like you sweater. said the thing it, that you could have said whatever you wanted and we'll all according to that i didn't know it was an unwritten rule like wear a suit and then just see who the suckers are it's it's, it's not fair <laughs> i got you know maybe the next book is a series of awkward I like it, uh, man. interviews and i like and it i like it work i think that's a good idea i like yeah. the like getting together everyone's awkward uh, interviews from either side. That's really good. I like that idea. Stealing it. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Hey, I put it in for public <laughs> consumption. I have no copyrights. So if you feel Such the need. We hit an audio snag in the recording for a few minutes. So we're going to jump to the last segment, which is about seven and a half minutes long. Sean and I talk about getting creative, getting out of your comfort zone, and his plans to launch his book on November 15th. That was awkward. Seven secrets of an awkward networker. And others. I mean, it's, you know, you got to shake it up sometimes and you got to get out of your comfort zone and that can help spark some things inside of you. If, it, if it's becoming a little too comfortable and I, I don't want to say redundant or dull or, or boring. I just mean, sometimes we get really comfortable as people and professionals and what we're doing and, and, if that goes too long, that's not a good thing, in my opinion. That's you know, sure. you, you gotta you gotta challenge yourself a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, 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 yeah. You're not going at max speed if you're too comfortable. Right, right. So speaking of of challenges, I mean, what's you know what's next for you in terms of uh, obviously you got a couple of weeks before the book comes out. 
is there a promotional thing going on or you got to just obviously you can't can't go tour the country right now but in terms <laughs> of, uh, you know getting the word out and 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 how's that gonna unfold uh yeah local networker sean hand tours the country in a bubble yeah. and it's just me the bubble yeah. boy walking <laughs> right yeah right. it's that so but there, there is a lot of stuff going on and and um in the next uh, you know, I would say till the end of the, the calendar year, what I'm really working on is the book is going to be released November 15th. As the book's being released, I have a couple other assets that I'm sitting on. One is my um, uh, virtual presentation I do. I have a presentation that I'm doing a lot of right now called Networking in a Virtual World. And right. it's so in demand and I can't stop you know, booking these things for like weekends wow. and all kinds of stuff, um, different, different committees or different um, organizations and associations and councils. They, they're running low on content. They have a decent budget because no one's traveling anymore. And so they're like, right. how do I like, well, I need someone to come mix it up and um, networking in a virtual world. The way I break that presentation down, it's been getting really good reviews. So that's an asset. The book is an asset and the, um, uh, I, I filmed online content for all, what I'm calling Awkward Networker Academy, but it's basically going to be, okay. you know, it's going to be online courses that you can take that I've pre-recorded, and they're my two other presentations and workshops that I've done: Seven Secrets of an Awkward Networker, which is what the book is based on, and Building and Sell, Build and Sell Your Brand Portfolio. Blanks seen both of those; they're they're great. So I so I did those, re recorded those. They're in editing now. So those are the three assets. So I, I'm working on the website right now so that when you go to the website, it's going to be like, hey, what's up? Like, glad you're here. Hey. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them up. Hey. <laughs> uh, glad you're here. Here's right. kind of what we're about. Here's some of the, you know, the blogs and stuff. And then you know, like, here, here are the three assets that you have at your disposal. You can check out the book, right. hire him to come speak, listen to some free content, uh, you know, listen to the podcast. Or, um, you know, check out Awkward Networker Academy. I might have some coupon codes in there. But I haven't really monetized all that much the website. And so now that right. I'm at a little bit of a critical mass where I have a bit of a following and I have a couple of assets to, to hit them with, I'm trying to put together a really good game plan to uh, make sure that when people come to the website, I can convert them. There's something to convert them into. Um, right. And have that right. going in the background. That would be – that's so that's it. I mean, that's ideal, what, what I'm looking to do. And um, I just feel like the need is there. The budget's still there for people that want to keep their skills fresh. At some point, the veil will be lifted a little bit and we'll be able to meet each other. Right. I know some people already are. I'm, I met with a client for coffee. I met a, a client for dinner last night. Socially distant, gotcha. the whole nine yards, but right. the rules right. still apply. I still have to sustain conversation. Sure. It was a client. Sure. There was things to talk about. And so, and things that I want to wait for conversation. So all the same rules apply. And then, you know, if you haven't been honing those skills for eight, 12, 16 months, you know, it's, it's, it'll come back to you, but it's, it is a muscle memory, but um, you know, you're definitely going to be rusty for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody's got to do what they got to do right now. And, and certainly, you know, we all, we all draw our lines of what we'll do and not do um, based on our, you know, our family situations or whatever it is. But um you know, I, I definitely think that's important right now to kind of stay on top of those things. But, you know, as terrible as this pandemic has been, and it's been just awful. I mean, everybody wants this to be over. Um, but I do think, 
in a weird way, it feels like creative thinking is like at an all time high because we yeah. have the time to do it. And, and, and I know that it sounds like from you and, and myself and others I've talked to, it's like, we're all sitting back. Like a lot of us using this as an opportunity to, to plot out, you know, what it's going to look like coming out of this and what are the new areas we're going to get into and what are the new things about ourselves that we want to improve or explore or, or, you know, foster some growth in. And I, it's, it's exciting to, to think about how we're going to come out of this with a full head of steam, you know? Yeah, man. I agree with you. I think it's a really positive way to look at it. And that's what I tell a lot of in my presentation. I say this, I say the person that, that wins in 2021 is whoever was most creative in 2020. Like, and I, and I use those years, but it really means post COVID and during COVID. Right. Like whoever is the most creative is the one that's winning. I mean, and I'll give you some examples. I, I, I won't, cause I know we're going to run out of time, but there are many examples. I'll just leave it at that where I and others have become more successful in certain areas in 2020, in 2020 than we were in, 20, in 2019. Because sure. there is a way of pivoting, and I, I can't get into it because we don't have time, but there is a way. There is a way in this virtual climate to make the virtual climate work for you, increase your network, increase the number of people that you're meeting on a daily basis, building relationships with them on a daily basis, and create a virtual brand that allows you to continue having your image, your likeness, who you are, what you're about, like you're doing right now with the podcast, in people's faces without you having to wake up and do that. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's a great way to wrap this up. We're going to find a way to win 2020. And then 2021 is going to be straight fire. Fire. That's the end. That's, that's the end right there. But listen, Sean, <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you for, putting this book together and and it's really good i encourage everybody that listens to this to go out and buy it um it, what and real quick what formats will it be in uh it's going to be in kindle format and uh hard copy and i haven't done the uh audiobook yet uh but you will probably hear my harsh philly accent narrate my own book <laughs> at some point in january yeah, so this hey. is so so awkward, dude. I just like I can't I can't listen. So to I ran into this guy at the yeah, right. right before this networking event. And he came out with a big old hoagie. I was I, like, bro, what are you doing? I'm like freaking dope. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I was like, man, I hope you do it. That was good. <laughs> uh, listen, if you need a silky smooth, wonderful oh, yeah. radio voice, I'm here for you to oh, read yes. that read that novel. <laughs> um, but listen, man, really appreciate it and. Uh, We'll talk soon. Yeah, buddy. And uh, season one, episode six is a wrap. That's Thank awesome, you, my man. friend. Congrats, dude. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone.